This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California, two years behind on water. Legislator rejects Newsom proposals and NRCS chief sets priorities. California has lost nearly two years of water. After two years of dry conditions, all of California and Nevada are now in moderate to exceptional drought. That according to the latest report from the U.S. Drought Monitor. California has a water deficit equal to two years' worth of rain. The snowpack has dropped to nearly zero percent, with the remaining runoff disappearing into dry soils. The state has also had more wildfires and acres burned than this time a year ago. Legislature reflects mill fee increase to cut UCANR. Budget Committee for both houses this week rejected a proposal by the governor to replace the pesticide mill assessment with a tiered system that penalizes toxicity. The legislature would instead provide two years of bridge funding for new pesticide monitoring and outreach programs. The committee also rejected the governor's proposal to remove a budget line item for UC agriculture and natural resources. Instead, they offered to boost the division's budget by $32 million. This would fill 120 positions for academic advisors and specialists and support extension programs. The Assembly Committee also rejected the governor's proposed climate catalyst fund in his sustainable ag package, but chose to include the $50 million funding within the package. The committees approved $776 million for the ag plan, with details to be determined in the final agreement between the two houses and governor. Other packages include $3.9 billion for a ZEV package, $3.7 billion for climate resilience, $3.5 billion for water and drought resilience, $1.5 billion for cap-and-trade spending, and $1 billion for wildfire prevention and resilience. DWR rejects first sustainability plans. The Department of Water Resources released the first assessment of plans for the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. The plans cover critically overdrafted basins and portions of Monterey and Santa Cruz counties. DWR did not approve plans for the Sayama Valley Basin and Peso Rabel Subbasin, however, saying they lack details. DWR will work with local groundwater agencies to help bring the basins into balance with pumping and recharge. Remember, Peso Robles took aggressive steps in 2016 to slow groundwater pumping. The local water district began restricting new wells for vineyard plantings. Sale prices for vested land, which had existing well water rights, increased by 17% over the previous year. Sale prices for other land fell to just 40% of average vested land value. COVID delays worsen at Chinese port. Delays at a major Chinese port that is a gateway for fruit, vegetable, meat, and other ag trade continues to worsen as more COVID-19 cases are detected and officials ramp up safety measures. The port is the Yantian International Containers Terminal. The situation continues to deteriorate as more positive COVID cases have been confirmed in Shenzhen, where the Yatan port and Shiku port are located. That according to the latest analysis by Marisk Shipping Company. 
due to further measures being implemented, increased congestion and vessel delays upwards of 114 days are expected. Crosby to focus on racial justice as NRCS chief. Terry Crosby, the new chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, tells Acropulse that his top priorities will be addressing racial justice, facilitating climate-smart agriculture, and supporting the growth of urban agriculture. Crosby said addressing racial justice will require making sure all producers and landowners, from the smallest to the largest, have access to conservation program benefits. No matter if they have one acre or 10,000 acres, we want to make sure our programs are benefiting everyone across this country because they are all taxpayers, he said. On climate policy, Crosby says he wants to ensure that producers are rewarded for past conservation practices. There's widespread concern among farm groups that those early adopter farmers will be left out of the new carbon markets where credit purchasers only want to pay for new practices that are undertaken. Assisting urban agriculture will help to expand local access to fresh fruits, Crosby says. Petition to ban PFAS in food and food packaging. Health, environmental, and consumer groups are calling on the Food and Drug Administration to revoke approvals of all PFAS chemicals used in food and food packaging. There's extensive PFAS contamination across the U.S. due to widespread use of the chemicals. The Environmental Defense Fund said in a news release, citing firefighting foam and food packaging as two examples. Scientific evidence demonstrating harm to health, particularly children's health, from the chemicals is overwhelming. FDA needs to shut the door permanently on PFAS and food and food packaging, said Maricel Maffini, a scientist and co-author of the petition. In addition to EDF, other groups who signed the petition include the Center for Food Safety and the Environmental Working Group. Here's today's She Said It. Just think about it. As some Americans have been able to connect to high-speed Internet for school and for health and for work and to run their businesses and see their families, many others across the country, including those in rural and tribal communities, have indeed been left behind. That Vice President Kamala Harris speaking at the White House yesterday about broadband funding. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, June 4th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.